0: Lorenzo, and this is the Pops Opinion Fest. Hello, kittens. Welcome back to another edition of the PSO. I am the tea in your tea low, Tom Fitzgerald. I'm here with the low in your tea low, Lorenzo Marquez, my lovely husband. Hello, how are you, Lorenzo?
1: I'm fine.
0: Another week has gone by. Yay. It is the first super chilly morning around these parts. I know it's getting cold. Um, so we broke out our space heaters, and all the cats are fighting for spots in front of them. It's their favorite time of year um it's the day before halloween
1: yeah oh my god our yes. socially distanced yes. <laughs> oh locked
0: down halloween uh
1: we, we never do halloween anyway. no of
0: course not um and that's it that's all the news i've got we um we're still waiting for our weight bench and rack to come we, yes this it's an ongoing saga but we have cleared out a space for it and we're both very happy with
1: yes the way we rearranged everything it's not going to be in our living room space. as no. we
0: feared yeah. What uh, really drove Lorenzo out of the living room was when I said, it's going to be really weird putting up a Christmas tree right next to a weight bench. And he was like, oh, no, we're not doing that. No. So we cleared out a space, believe it or not, in our bedroom, which is a fairly large size space anyway. And it's also Lorenzo's office. And we have managed to keep everything right in its place, more or less. And there's a giant corner left for our weight bench, yeah, which we're it's, still it's waiting a big to come. It's
1: bedroom, so it, it'll fit.
0: We're getting softer by the minute, people. Oh it's my a real God, emergency. Oh, my God.
1: We're counting down. Yes. the days. <laughs> Please come and save us. gonna be these two puddles
0: answering the door oh when it finally God. arrives. Anyway. Um, I can't believe okay, so we that. have anyway. two very different ladies to talk about this week who both affected the culture in very different ways as one would expect. Uh, the first is uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who wound up on the cover of Vanity Fair this week in a... Uh, as part of a wonderful piece written by Michelle Ruiz, an interview with her and a, and a profile of her, and she looked fab. And there was an editorial d- and attached to the uh, to the article where she got to wear a bunch of fabulous clothes. Um, and as you might imagine, <laughs> that that unveiled a. A horror show of opinions and the other lady we're going to talk about this week is very different is kim kardashian who um celebrated their birthday stuck her foot in her mouth and wound up looking like a totally tone-deaf jackass uh but it's not so much about that that we're interested in because we're really not here to gossip about the foibles of that family but um we noted something interesting about the reaction to it. So uh, we're going to talk about those two things today. But before we launch, Lorenzo, anything? Nothing?
1: Yeah, I'm trying The Barbarians on Netflix. Uh, you tell me, guys. Uh, I tried and I didn't like it. Uh, but I was busy doing something else. I wasn't really focused. Uh, but I, then I went online and, you know, read some good reviews about it. So I will try again. Uh, it's a German show uh, called Barbarians. Uh, I'll give it a shot because I do like German shows. So you know, just I love to just listen to the language too and, and practice. Um, so anyway, I will give it a shot. But let me know in the comment section what you think if you've been watching it, um, if you liked it. Anyway, um, I don't have anything that I am
0: allowed to report on in terms of what screeners we've been watching. Um, I don't think so. Not. I still don't think we're allowed to talk about The Crown. And um, I did get a glimpse at the upcoming Bridgerton. Uh, which again, I don't think I'm allowed to say anything right. about
1: I have to say something that I noticed that i found I find it very interesting. It's because I have to you know I look for articles for the lounge every day. I go to a ton of sites and you know publications and so on it's it's interesting they've they've always had them, but it's amazing how there are so many articles about shows now on 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 magazine uh, sites, like they really really pumped well, it up well there's nothing
0: else to talk about
1: right but they're like they, they interview the there's the no actor. movies coming out they analyze it's not just reviewing the show it, it's now it's like talking about a specific characters and it's not just talking about the costume it's about the character development of the character and then they interview the actor it's just a lot devoted right to tv shows now um i see on on sites like l magazine or vogue magazine um it's interesting
0: Hmm. Yeah, uh, but I am enjoying um, The Mandalorian dropped this morning, and we have a review of the first episode, and uh, it's great, uh, and you should read the review, especially you should watch the episode first, because there's a minor, well, probably a major spoiler at the end of the review. Uh, loving Star Trek Discovery, um, if we're going to get nerdy here, but again, we did a review this week <laughs> that talks about what, what the show is failing at, um, which is, it's... It's going for melodramatic emotional scenes, which is really not what Star Trek has ever been about. Uh, what else? Like I said, I caught Bridgerton, but I'm not allowed to say anything about that yet. Uh, I can tell its we're probably not going to cover it because I really don't feel like it's our mm-hmm. our purview, so to speak. We're not the audience for it. Um can't wait to talk about the crown honestly cannot oh wait God. to talk about and it's the crown funny,
1: again all the magazines all, all publications all sites like talking about everything about the show and i'm like ah i can't wait to, i know to emma corinne everyone's gonna yeah. be talking
0: about her in a month uh i got nothing else so let's move on to uh let's start with kim kardashian because yes. um we can dispense with that one pretty quickly now um, <laughs> we have, we are not fans of the Kardashians. No, no we're, we're watch not. Their I, show. I can't stand the family. Um, we have pointed out in the past on this podcast, why, why as a site we cover, we don't actually cover the family. Not, not, um, we no. don't. And when I thought about this earlier, I don't even have a really strong defense as to why we focus so much on Kim and not on say Kendall and Kylie who are arguably as popular and arguably um, uh, related to the world of fashion in a way that Kim not, isn't necessarily related to it.
1: Because one is a model and the other one has a, a makeup line. So they're very Instagram-focused, which is not what we usually do. I mean, we are having more and more looks from Instagram, from but it's... They're from celebrities, actors and actresses in general, not makeup people or or I know. Yeah. Okay. That's why I I see I see I see them posting pictures all the time on Instagram. But I'm like, no, I don't think so.
0: Um, Kim, Kim really was the one who pushed the family into legitimate celebrity. And by that, I mean, they were landing on magazine covers and getting invited to the Met Gala Um, to legitimate celebrity. uh, well, this might get me in trouble for saying this. When she married Kanye,
1: yes, of who course. was a
0: worldwide celebrity uh-huh. and recognized musical genius. Like she didn't marry some, some assed pop star. She she married someone who is genuinely considered a high artist at his at what he does. So it bestowed a legitimacy on upon her that even her sisters don't have. Even Kendall and Kylie, despite who they date and who they have children with, and the, it just. Kim is the one. Kim is the one who wound up in the Oval Office with Donald Trump. You know, she is the prominent member of the family still um, in terms of how they are portrayed in the mainstream. And so it was just easier for us to settle on her. And it was a begrudging form of coverage. It always has been. And it will continue to be so. We don't put people—we've talked about this before— the people we cover on our site are not the list of people that we admire. We're no, not, I, I, I mean, want to
1: make that clear. And I think I think I've said we just this talked before. about it last week. Yes, I, we post people. Not every single person we post on our site is some somebody that we like or, no. or or you know or follow them or or whatever. It's just because they're out there, they're popular. They're part of
0: the culture. They're right. who people are talking about, and you know, it, it, it's our job to sort of represent that in some right. way. So, yes, we've always covered Kim in a very sort of begrudging way. I believe in the past on this podcast we've talked about her and, again, begrudgingly admitted that, you know, even if we don't admire anything about her lifestyle or whatever, she works. There's a product there she's managed. She and that family, mainly her mother, has managed to take that family somewhere that, uh, you know— I won't deny that there's a certain level of intelligence and talent. That if, if it was easy, everybody would do it, and everybody would be as successful as they are. No,
1: there isn't, but anyway.
0: So I, I, I'm i not calling anybody in that family a genius. I'm not even saying that they're hard workers, but they created something. No, they're
1: a product of our obsession with celebrities, which, you know... Fair. And um, they... And, you know, I again, this is just me. I don't have a problem, um, following celebrities or admiring celebrities or, you know, or, and putting them on a pedestal to a certain level, because some of those people are real artists. They do something, they create something. They're, they're actors, they're musicians, they're artists. They have something to contribute in terms of, they do something. But right. when all you do is post pictures, there's nothing about you that is contributing in any form, uh, then yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's a waste, and it's kind of gross in a way. That's my opinion. Uh, but- yes,
0: <laughs> yes, we know, sweetie.
1: But I, you know, I mean, yeah, that that's what happens. Uh, so that's why they became famous, and that's why, um, and that, and th- this is the thing we 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 know, and we we've noticed with celebrity is that celebrities is that they're surrounded by a lot of people. Uh, because they need a lot of people. <laughs> they need makeup artists. They need hairstylists. They need everything. They need stylists. They need a publicist. They need a, an agent. They need a ton of people. These people, 24-7, are surrounded by at least 10 people, uh, telling them how wonderful they are and how right they are every single time. So these people live in a bubble, <coughs> uh, a bubble where they are never criticized or you know, questioned. So I, I I get it why Kim Kardashian posted those pictures, uh, because in her mind that well that's her life her life was built her empire was built in sharing images.
0: We haven't even talked. To, so you've jumped ahead because we haven't contextualized anything. Right. Any right. Of this. Well, well, you, you shared can. what pictures? Pictures well, of her I'll vacation.
1: You. you can tell.
0: Yes, uh, Lorenzo's always I know. straight for the <laughs> reaction and terrible at the setup. I love you, sweetie, oh, but uh huh. So this week, Kim tweeted uh it was her 40th birthday this week and she she tweeted out and i'm sure these went out on her instagram as well um a bunch of pictures of her celebration where she um Basically invited a bunch of friends and family to a private island. Uh, I'll just read through. No,
1: you have to read the okay. words. All right, all right.
0: So first one is 40 and feeling so humble and blessed. There is not a single day that I take for granted, especially during these times when we are all reminded of the things that truly matter. For my, This is a series of tweets, all with pictures of people in really hideous, hideous, hideous party dresses. For my birthday this year, I couldn't think of a better way to spend it than than with some of the people who have helped shape me into the woman I am today. Notably, Kanye's not in any of these pictures. (laughs) Before COVID, I don't think any of us truly appreciated what a simple luxury it was to be able to travel and be together with family and friends in a safe environment. This is the one that wound up becoming a meme. After two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time. Like I said, hideous, hideous party dresses. We danced, rode bikes, swam near whales, kayaked, watched a movie on the beach, and so much more. I realize that for most people, this is something that is so far out of reach right now. So in moments like these, I am humbly reminded of how privileged my life is. Hashtag this is 40. Also, there's a picture of a wet, of a cake that looks like it was she got it at a Walmart. It's the cheapest looking cake I've ever seen. Um, I, but-
1: I, I don't get the cake at all, but I don't want to be mean, but I will anyway. Uh, the, the cake is hideous for that much money. Right. You the couldn't get a better cake than that. Looks like something you get at a supermarket. Yeah, and then you stuck a Barbie in it. Uh, it's yep, absolutely. But that's not idiot. the issue here. Anyway, of no, course, of the course issue was, is, of
0: course, her intense,
1: uh, overwhelming
0: tone deafness. Uh, just tagging at the end. Yes, I understand that most people can't do it. well. If you truly understand that most people can't do this and can't imagine this, and you also understand that we're in unprecedented time, you wouldn't post these pictures at all. You stupid jackass. Um, there's so much, with this. I understand yeah. that, uh, you know, celebrity, someone like Kim Kardashian has to live her life through her social media. Right. It's, it's who she is. Um, so I don't even care if she had pictures, had this party or had pictures of this party, but she, she went so overboard in uh-huh. how much of it she showed because to the world, she was, she was, how much money was clearly spent on it. The next day she showed, um, She tweeted out that Kanye paid God knows how much money he paid to have a holographic reconstructed version of her dead father, Robert Kardashian, who like wished her happy birthday and then told her what a great husband she had. (laughs) Um, These people, I mean, the jokes went flying fast and furious about like the guillotine and all that about wanting to, you know, eat the rich. Um, I will say this. uh, I'm not defending her or Kanye or anybody and the grotesque amount of money they spend and the grotesque need they have for attention and adulation. But I always say this when people start getting on celebrities for their ostentation or even professional athletes for their ostentation. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I mean that's e- they're the easiest people to paint as the bad guys but actually it's the billionaires. Like it's the Jeff Bezos and all those guys that you need right. to worry about. It's honestly not Kim Kardashian.
1: Well, here's here's the thing. Uh,
0: which again is not to defend her. Yeah, Go ahead. Here's
1: my my view on all this. Um I don't I I don't have a problem with her spending that much money. I think if you have money, spend it. It's your money, do whatever you want. Celebrity or not. Right. Uh I I think we should be more concerned with the government. Uh, taxing these people a lot more exactly so that we could benefit from that they are uh, not the enemy no they're it, not they're the just enemy. an go easy target go-, go after our politicians our government so that they can tax these people a lot more uh so that you know uh we can so that it, it's equal for everybody but having money and spending money that's fine and if she, it's her 40th uh birthday which you know it's it's, it's a big day so celebrate that's totally fine but they, they have to do it the way they do it because they think that's how they should do it is to share and show everything. I mean she showed her her very expensive rings in Paris and that's why you know they went after her right uh, I'm not criticizing her or anything or saying that it was her fault That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that they have a history of, of showing everything they have and everything they can buy. So and it's fine, I think, but not now. And in fact, some timing
0: I'm, people. Yes. just fact, understand where we are.
1: Right. I think you should. I don't have a problem with her having uh, her party and inviting people, or renting an island, a planet, or whatever. That's totally fine. Just go and celebrate. But the way the way you you worded it, uh, your 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 tweets, and the way you share that, it was just completely. Uh, Tone deaf, uh, you know, t- uh, to me.
0: Now, uh, what I noted, and I, I noted other people on social media, writers, uh, pop culture critics, that sort of thing, um, the people that we follow. What I noticed is we tweeted back twice. We retweeted two of her tweets, and I called her a tone deaf jackass, and I forget what you called her in your retweet. And I braced myself for an onslaught of Kim Stans defending her because in the past, that is what happened. If you you made a minor, minor criticism of them, they're, you know, because remember... I, and I always say this, uh, we would get um, complaints from readers that we were covering her and giving her you know, more exposure. And I was always like, she has like something like 70 million followers on Instagram. We could not possibly give her more exposure. I, I love that people think we're that large an outfit, but we're not. Um, so there was a time where if you said anything about any of them, they, their stands would come swarming on you. And n- literally almost nothing, almost no mm-hmm. response at all. And um, other writers noticed the same thing. They called her out for this and waited for the onslaught because experience told them they would get it, and it didn't happen. It was now, just
1: the I right would time. not. The wrong time. I mean,
0: uh, there's already been some dis- murmuring about: Are they really over? It's finally over for the because their show. They decided to end their show, and when they did that, we said on this podcast they'll be fine there because they have. Um, they have
1: more money than God, and I they mean, have seriously. social
0: media followers that are as large as any t- you know hit. Television show. They can continue to do what they do and make a shit ton of money and constantly be in the conversation and in the public eye. They're not. They're still not going to go anywhere. But there was some talk, like, "Oh my God, is it over? Is it finally over for them?" Because the backlash was universal. Almost nobody came forward and said, "Oh, leave them alone," and they're allowed to do what they want. Um,
1: no, because I, I checked. Even even their fr- their fans, uh, were quiet. Uh, it, they about- really.
0: For the first time in my understanding and experience of the Kardashian clan, that for the first time, they have done something that literally everybody is opposed to, or at least no one is defending. Um, I'm not suggesting that they're over. I do think, though, that this was like a a historic development in the Kardashian saga. And we
1: talked about it on Twitter, and someone on Twitter actually said, you know, you guys... I'm surprised that Tom Lorenzo is talking about this or mocking them or whatever, criticizing them. They've been doing this forever. Yes, that is true. They've been doing this forever, but it, this is the worst time to worst do it. The worst possible time to and do it. Worst time to do it. And they didn't and understand that. And not,
0: let's not forget that the man not appearing in any of these pictures, her husband, is off trying to spoil the right. tensest presidential right. election of my relatively long life. Um People are angry at that family. People are angry at, at right. how they're handling themselves this year. And this was just terribly, terribly toned up. up. Where, why was her husband not there?
1: Right. And the thing is that if you, if you read the tweets, it's not just the picture. It's the language. And people were complaining about the language because uh, Kim was saying, well, the simple luxury of traveling. Right. Do you know how many people have to save a whole year or more to do any trip? I and mean, how to, people can't travel right now trip, because yes. there's a
0: freaking pandemic. Yes,
1: to ma- to go anywhere, uh, to travel anywhere. Uh, so this idea that, oh, and then bring things to normal, uh, you know, normalcy or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. That's what we, because we're used to going to islands, to rent islands and, and you know, right. have a whole family right. on an island. So yeah, that's so that's, she that's, managed to actually do something I've remember.
0: never seen her do, which is literally piss off and everybody.
1: It gets, it gets worse. Uh, it gets really worse, and that's the part that really annoyed me. It's because the next day, see, we're
0: not gonna, we're only gonna talk about what Lorenzo's annoyed no, at. No,
1: because the next day she posted, oh, now that I have your attention, you know, that's what Chris Evans did. Said when, when you know, he accidentally uh, tweeted, uh, showed a picture on his phone. So. Again, A
0: picture of what, Lorenzo?
1: I don't want to talk about it.
0: A picture of his penis. Oh Why don't you want to talk no, about because
1: it? Because I, I, I love the way... It the was internet, a dick pic. What I, are I know, but I love the way the internet handled that, that they, anyway, helped him to kind of make it disappear. Anyway, my point is that then she says, well, now they have your attention, vote. Which is so pathetic. First of all, you're not Chris Evans. Uh, far from it. Um, and and to completely ignore ignore everything that everybody said... And then just just like like you had planned this whole thing And don't it, tell
0: people to vote when your husband's trying to spoil the election. Exactly.
1: And don't tell people to vote when your husband is literally on Twitter telling people to cross everything out and write his name on it. Literally said that. Yeah. So and then it gets worse. More than you know, it didn't stop See, there.
0: Lorenzo, here he goes, he's getting all worked up.
1: Then she tweets more pictures. More pictures. Oh, here we are doing more things. So she keeps tweeting about it, ignoring everything everyone is saying, because that's what they want. They want the attention. They, they, that's so how we're they giving it money. to them by
0: having a whole podcast yes, about it.
1: But they, yes, but at the same time, yeah, somebody said that. Well, when you talk about it, are you giving them more money or whatever? Yes and no. Or uh, not. No, I think, I think you're right that uh, you're giving them more attention, but at the same time. I don't. At the same time, you don't take things down if you don't if you don't talk about them badly. Uh, you know, you have to talk about certain things. There has to be a backlash in order for things to change. If you completely ignore, it, then then you just put it you know putting it aside, in my opinion, and you're not dealing with the issue. So the fact that everyone is criticizing them for it, I think it's a good thing. It it shows that. They this won't is, learn from it, though. No, they're not They're not going to learn from it. But maybe their fans will finally realize that, you know, they crossed a line. No. I don't know.
0: Uh, I doubt it very much. It
1: was just the wrong... Well, then, if nothing else, you tell them that they, they you know, they suck. Right. Uh, that they screwed it up. Um, at least that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just the wrong time to do it. Uh, again, I don't have a problem if you have money and you want to spend it. Um, but it was just not the right time to be that showy.
0: Yes, agreed. Uh, another lady who was accused of being a little showy this week is Alexandria Casier Cortez, the re- um, U.S. representative from the Bronx, who um, is on her way to becoming one of the most famous politicians in America. She's she is up there, and it's pretty amazing her rise, right? How quickly she just became. Mm-hmm. Um, a superstar within the Democratic Party and a just a kind of a superstar in politics. A, a, a target. A, anybody on the uh right who needs a target has been picking her and Nancy Pelosi. Because she's not- and Nancy Pelosi's been around and or Hillary Clinton. Those those two women have been around for 40 years in politics and, ha- reason- and have huge records. Right, but right. um uh AOC is on the scene relatively briefly. But the thing about her is, is that she... Uh, not This is such a cliche, but it's actually true in her case. She refuses to play by the rules. And because of that, right. she is deliberately making herself a target in a lot of ways. What did you want to say? And
1: because she's not well, white. Well, of course. And yeah, she's a woman. Yeah. She's, she's a, a, woman, a woman, woman of color. And she's not white. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't dress like a man uh, <coughs> to please people. Right. So, yeah. Those, all these things trigger them, trigger everybody. Uh, and she
0: deliberately, um, she... She fires back whenever she's fired upon. Um, She's very good at using social media. Because she Um, understands social
1: media. She's young.
0: And I I should stop and and note here that uh, we're going to get into some of the stuff that's a little bit more... That people might consider the more frivolous side of her political persona, you know, how she uses things like fashion, makeup, and celebrity to advance herself. But um, I don't... I want to put aside a moment to note that she is also a uh, clearly a very very talented politician who if you've ever seen serious interviews with her and you should read the Vanity Fair interview that we're going to mm-hmm. discuss because it was uh, it was a great profile of her she is able to talk about complex issues in politics in a way that resonates with people and that is a rare rare talent in politics uh, and she, actually anybody like any demagogue can do that like Donald Trump it actually does, boil politics down to something that his fans uh love but he does it by being dishonest in how he represents things the thing about aoc is that she can give you an honest assessment and an accurate and clear-eyed assessment of the political landscape in a way that anybody could grasp and she's able to um tell you how politics can make your life better uh, in a way that very, very few, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world simply can't, and even Hillary Clinton, were not good at that sort of no, thing. She, and honestly, Joe Biden himself is not as good at it as someone like AOC is. She is able to tell you how, if you vote for this, you can we can get this done. Go ahead.
1: No, that, that's exactly it. She tells you... Whatever she says, she says in a way that you understand that this is how politicians are in general, but this is how you can, in a way, manipulate them or.
0: or, or right, right. How you can make them work for you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, because she's young, because she understands that things have to move in a different direction, right. uh, that we can't stay you know, stuck in the past. Uh, she understands all that. And it's all based on facts. I mean, she she brings facts and brings everything that you need to support whatever she's saying.
0: Right. Uh, right. Um, I am trying to call up the
1: uh, but anyways, actual she,
0: article. I yeah. thought I had it open. But I wanted to talk about one of the things she talks about in the article uh, is how um, she has. Well, all right. Let's talk about the uh, the
1: cover first, I guess.
0: Well, the, and, uh, immediately and, uh, the criticism on the right, and from some people on the left, yeah. uh, was that she was wearing expensive outfits uh, in this photo shoot, um, uh, and l- like, Laura Ingram made a series of tweets, and I think she talked about it on her Fox show, where she all acted like she was all offended that one of the outfits cost $14,000, and I can guarantee that Laura Ingram has probably worn a $14,000 outfit Are you kidding in me? her life at yes. some point. Um if if not one that she owned and bought herself, then one that was put on her for a photo shoot. Because as most of our listeners probably already know, the clothes that someone wears, the expensive items that someone wears in a photo shoot do not belong to them. They wear it for the length of the photo shoot, and then it goes back to the designer or stylist. Let me, let
1: me just explain this very quickly if you don't know yet. This is how it works. It works just like the red carpet. You have a photo shoot. shoot the magazine will hire a stylist. Or you can say, not in her case, I'm sure, but if you're, if you're like, I don't know, a, a famous celebrity, and actor, Nicole Kidman, for example, you say, you know, I'm, I want my stylist to help me with this photo shoot. So they hire that stylist. That stylist will contact all the designers, just like any 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 red carpet event. They'll get all those clothes, shoes, jewelry, and everything. They'll they'll bring it all to the photo shoot, and then they'll they'll have the photo shoot with all those expensive items borrowed, right, um, by the designers. So. That's how it works. Uh, And sometimes the magazine will will push certain brands because those brands advertise for the magazine. That's why you see Louis Vuitton a lot in magazines because Louis Vuitton advertise um, uh, in those magazines. So it's all business for the magazine, and you're just there for the photo shoot. And it's funny, and I find it interesting that people criticize her for, you know, (coughs) looking glamorous on on a goddamn magazine cover. It's because... At the same time, I saw a lot of criticism when, when Kamala Harris was on the cover of Elle magazine. It was a different photo shoot because apparently, I don't know if they didn't have the time to to schedule a photo they shoot. They photographed her while
0: she was on the campaign yeah, trail. So, so w- it wasn't a, a right. fashion shoot. So
1: it's just a picture of her in, in, in an office wearing the, her usual, you know, garments and... Um, And everybody would say, well, this is such a missed opportunity. You know, you have this wonderful woman and she's dressed like that. They couldn't spend, you know, they couldn't
0: find a better. So you can't win. You can't win. If you're a woman in politics, you can't win either way. Um, But I want to talk about that reaction and how why we actually tweeted about this and it got a lot of engagement, actually. Uh, where We noted that any sort of criticism of AOC for um, wearing fashion or um, giving lipstick recommendations on her social media, which she does, um, misses the point completely, and they are, uh, whether willingly or knowingly or not, they are engaging in a very misogynistic sort of uh, right. criticism. The thing is, politics, even the most, you know, everybody knows that politics is uh, uh, about image making. Mm-hmm. And we have come to accept a certain image in American politics as the default natural image and don't question it. Yes. So, and that image is a white middle-aged man, usually in business wear, standing in front of a tractor or holding a gun and posing for those types of photos, literally hugging a flag in some cases that sort of male coded behavior, guns and business suits, and when it's not business suits, it's flannel shirts and jeans like they do the sort of cowboy farmer cosplay. <laughs> uh, and all of that is considered legitimate. Right. Legitimate forms of artifice, even. We don't even question it anymore because it's so ingrained in American politics. Um, here is a woman, number one, also a Latina, number two, and a millennial. She has a different understanding. Well, first off, she's so smart because she has an understanding of of how um, narrow that image is. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> but um, she uses her own identity, right, to uh, to forge a new image in politics,
1: right? And 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 it's very interesting to see this kind of discussion because we we. We have this idea that, that a woman, a politician, has to dress a certain way, has to wear certain things. If, if she doesn't, then A, she, you know, she's not really being serious, or she's not really uh, playing the game that she's supposed to play.
0: She is playing the game, but yeah. she's
1: playing it her way. It's a different type of game that she's playing. It's a game of 2020, as opposed to a game of, of 1975.
0: Yeah, but I would say it's not that different a game. She's just slightly shifting the focus right, towards right. people that she can speak to. Um, in, the, uh, in the profile of her, Michelle... Well, first off, she says in the Vanity of the Affair profile, every time I go on TV, people ask for my lipstick. So she has been giving uh, tutorials and recommendations on her social media. And um, Michelle Ruiz, the writer who did this great profile of her, writes... But like Ruth Bader Ginsburg's prickly descent color, Ocasio-Cortez's appearance is a study in meaning. The gold hoops and red lips she wore to her first swearing-in were a cosmetic bat signal to Latina culture. Right. And a nod to fellow Bronx native Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, who was told not to rock bright nails at her confirmation hearings. All of this is bound up in, in AOC deliberately. She knows all of this, and she understands the value of leaning into her identity as a woman, as a Latina, and as a millennial, which means... Lipstick, lipstick tutorials on TikTok. It means gold hoops at her swearing in. And it means, as, as a millennial, she understands the appeal of, of celebrity culture and the trappings of celebrity culture. She is a serious enough politician that she's not trying to be frivolous in how she does her job. But when if Vanity Fair comes calling and they're going to hand you $14,000 outfits to wear, um, she'd be a fool not to take that up. Um, there 's nothing wrong with her doing that, and by doing that, we got into a little argument on on social media with some men who just didn 't understand the value of this because they said you know she's not we 're not talking about the uh, the issues we 're talking about her clothes um, she is by doing something like that she 's reaching an audience who reads that sort of material possibly more than they may read political material. And definitely more than the people who read the sports magazines and car magazines and gun magazines in which male politicians routinely appear. And we don't question those appearances. Nor do we question how much the guns they carry. You know, guns aren't cheap. Right. Uh, especially the more showy kinds. And they're posing for these, you know, editorials. They're posing for these promotional campaign things, carrying guns that are as expensive as any suit o- 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 AOC ever wore. Nobody, nobody and nobody, question, questions, nobody it. questions it.
1: Nobody's questioned how expensive the car is they're leaning against. You know, right, or in how, how much shoot. their shoes yeah. cost. Yes, no, they, they, no, nobody's saying anything. And I think it's a great way to show how proud you are. Proud Uh, uh, proud you are of who you are and and you you know you 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 representing your culture your your neighborhood uh, your district right Uh, you're just being who you are and you're telling women out there that you don't have to dress a certain way to show how good you are in
0: whatever the hell you do and without um overstating this because i am not an insider to this point of view but i I, uh, several women of color have noted that uh For a Latina woman, presentation like that, she's speaking to her Latina sisters in a certain way. That level of presentation is important to her uh, culturally and is important to the people that she's representing culturally. Not just that level of presentation and representation, but to show herself as someone worthy of... um, worthy of high fashion i am a latina woman and i'm standing here in a fourteen thousand dollars suit because someone said i was worth it that's you can't argue with that kind of image Uh sending that out to to young latina girls who really don't have many political figures to look up to that look like themselves um on another level there is the the argument again this is this is you could see this as frivolous but um, AOC is aware that she's conventionally attractive. She's quite aware of that because conventionally attractive people usually are aware of that at, by the time they reach adulthood. And she's aware that she can use it in a way that other uh, politicians cannot use it. And again, that is no different from the the parade of square-jawed Ken dolls, white Ken dolls, yes. that tend to get pushed forward in politics. I mean, granted, there, there are very few conventionally like model good-looking male politicians. But it's it's hard not to see that there is a tendency to reward a certain type of male in politics and certain types of, like Paul Ryan, for instance, and even JFK, if you want to go further back. They knew that there was a response to their looks, and they knew that they could use that in their political career. Men have done this. So there's nothing wrong with a female politician doing the same thing.
1: she's pushing all the buttons. She's a woman. She's intelligent. She knows what she's talking about. She's Latin. She's white. uh, And and she dresses a certain way. She wears makeup more than maybe half of the the politicians. She said that she and the
0: squad have red lip days where they all decide to wear bright red lips. Uh, because yes. they know that they, that's a form of solidarity for them, a form of armor for them. And they know that the people who who are behind them, like their followers and their constituents, like to see that sort of image making. We are going through a period now where we are really struggling with what it means to be a woman in politics right. and what women, quote, unquote, are allowed to do in politics. We have to
1: let go of this idea that femininity is a bad thing, that yes. dress in a third way uh, is a bad thing for women. No, it's not. No, uh, they've been told this for many, many years, and and we have to let Ooh, this go. Lorenzo's getting all worked up. No, because it's true. This I idea know, I know. that you know a woman has to dress a certain way to be to be respected, to be admired, uh, to be taken serious. Come on, people.
0: No, I just remain continuously impressed. She just never gets it wrong. She knows exactly what she's doing. She, you put her on the spot, and she has answers for things. She's just a once in a generation kind of uh, politician right. and i'm i'm thrilled that she's sort of changing the conversation as she moves through the political right. world.
1: And I, and i was really disappointed to see certain people on on twitter criticizing her for that cover. They didn't they really didn't get the message there. No, they didn't. Uh, they didn't, which is sad. Um Because it's not just being on a cover wearing expensive clothes. It's way more than that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, But that's it. We just wanted to talk about these two um, very different women who are are blazing very different trails (laughs) in their own way.
1: Listen, I go back to what I said about Kim Kardashian. I have no problem with her having money and spending it. It's how you show it in a time when people are suffering. Right. People can't pay their rent and people can't do anything. Right. So... It was just the wrong time. And the fact that even when people pointed that out to you, you still don't get it, you know, that says a lot about you and your brain.
0: I agree, um, which is why they, she makes such a good flip side of right. the conversation right. when you're talking about AOC, who does know how to wield um, wield the trappings of power in a way that is savvy and smart. And that is what she is doing when she's you know, standing there in $14,000 suits. She is wielding the trappings of power and showing that she actually belongs there, you know, as much as anybody else in that arena. That's a very different thing from flaunting your wealth.
1: And many people pointed out on on Twitter that people who actually have uh, met her or been to uh she her dresses very humbly that she yeah that she repeats outfits uh you know she repeats some outfits that she you know she's not dressed like that. She, she's not wearing Louis Vuitton everywhere she goes.
0: She um went from unemployment after being a bartender uh and then she went into her congressional job where where she makes hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year, which is not chump change, but she, she has to live in both uh, New York City and Washington, D.C., two of the most expensive cities in the, in the United States. So um, she's not living high on the hog on that salary. Um, and it stands to reason that she's not, she doesn't actually own $14,000 suits, uh, but there's nothing wrong with her wielding that image and indulging in that image. Uh, I think it was very smart of her, and the fact that it made people, her, her detractors, so angry well, it kind of reveals more about them than it does about her. Right, you you right. know, you're fine with white men holding these status symbols, but as soon as a Latina does it, there's some issue, there's some problem. So anyway, that's us just batting around no, th- it, this it's, stuff. No, it's,
1: it's an interesting conversation, and it, as you said, it says, it says a lot about a lot of people because it clearly... Most of them don't understand Latin culture to begin with. um, Right. And they don't understand what she's doing um, and how she's doing things. They don't
0: understand. One of the things we said on Twitter was, you know, sports magazines and gun magazines and car magazines in which male politicians will often routinely appear – Those are aspirational magazines as much as any fashion magazine is or as much as any celebrity magazine or lifestyle magazine is. It's just that they tend to appeal to men and almost a lot, you know, in a lot of cases, white men. Uh, So it's never questioned. But appealing to a female electorate or, uh, you know, I, I didn't make this point because it might be a little bit of a facile point to make, but it's not just women who follow fashion and celebrity. It's gay men. And AOC has always been very smart about reaching out to her queer constituency. She's been on Drag Race. Um, So I guess that's why we got a little fired up about this idea because, you know, this is our arena. We write about celebrity, we write about fashion. There is nothing wrong with a celebrity entering this world when, I mean, with a politician. Entering this world when they enter all those other worlds of status symbol and aspirational I, I, right. media, I
1: find it very interesting. Aside from this time that the Kardashians did this, I find it fascinating that we, you know, we have no problem praising the Kardashians for being so showy and, and having fashion elements on everything they do, and yet we criticize some woman who is really making a change out there. Exactly, for, for and living something expensive,
0: and living a, a fairly humble existence yeah. in com- contrast with the freaking Kardashians. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway. anyway
0: kittens that's us yes. batting around the issues of the day so to speak uh, have yourself a lovely halloween election day is coming up uh I this know. coming vote, tuesday vote, vote, vote. um if you haven't uh made a plan to vote please do so now um as soon as possible because it's very important this year and maybe next week when we come back to our podcast we'll have some you know we'll be oh living in a different world. Yes. Who the Ooh. fuck knows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true my god. All right,
0: anyway. until then everybody stay safe. We love you. Thank you for your support through all of this and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.